that's what Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is re releasing on Leap Day, and that <laughs> feels like a coded message, if ever there was one. There's something going on there, uh, you know, a day that does and does not exist at the same time. Hunter, are you uh, as excited as you can be for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Um, as, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I think yeah, I've been sure. working on this a long time, this game, and I'm really excited for everyone to see it. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's, I think y'all are really going to like some of the stuff I've cooked up for Yeah, it. well, tell, tell me what you've got in it. What's, how does this one end? Uh, just, you know, start spoiling things for us. Tell us everything. Sephiroth is a good guy now. <laughs> I'm laying down, here's the predictions, here's the headlines. Sephiroth is good, uh -huh. okay? Um, the new bad guy is uh, Ketshi. Mm -hmm. And she is the puppeteer, uh -huh. uh, the the dark puppeteer, yeah. uh, manipulating all of the events with his Irish um, and accent. It's, but it's not it's not Ketchy from the Final Fantasy VII remake universe. No, no, oh. no, 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 no. It's Ketchy from the original Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation One universe. Okay, and it's going to be blocky polygon yeah. Ketchy, right? From that universe, okay. like those graphics exactly gotcha. yes. just plopped into the power of the PlayStation Five. Beautiful. Um. Yeah, Beautiful. and and that that and that and that's the story. That's the story. Um, and text pop ups. There's no voice. There's no voice acting. It's just the text. Pop -ups it's just text when pop ups. There's just text talks. pop up pop ups, and then you have to go get your uncle to read them and do the voices. Yeah, just what's like, that? What's just like so for me? We're getting a lot of Zach in it. What's Zach doing the whole time? What's his job? You're the Final Fantasy VII expert, so I'm just trying to get my, I don't head, know, man. my head wrapped it's, it's, around it's, what's happening. It's, it's, a, it's just it's a game that's coming out. It's exciting. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about. The stuff that you saw in the trailer, because I don't, you know, I don't know. Like I haven't yeah, played the do. game yet. You you worked on it, and you know, and you're. I'm working. You're the I'm Final Fantasy on, uh, no, expert. No, 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 no. Um, here's what's here's what happens. There is an email that I have. Okay. And I've been told that I if I email this email that they are going to put the stuff that I say into Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Remake the the, the rebirth. What is all of it? What is the email? Um, what? Oh, the email? Uh, it's, uh, Final Fantasy 7 Rules at Hotmail.com. They're still on Hotmail. That's amazing. Wow. I, they're an old company, all yeah. right? You know, yeah. they're a little stubborn. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I send them emails, and I've been told that they're putting all of this stuff in the game, and yeah. I've been sending them, I send them emails every day with my wow. ideas. Wow. Um, wow. About stuff. So, yeah, if, if, if I'm right, then Zach, um, will be the 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 new main character and so will vincent and they'll just all the other characters will will quit uh actually they'll just go to costa del sol and and, and play like volleyball it's, um, so it'll just like be, a, it's just like an just animal crossing style game of just the two of them hanging out because nomura loves him just because he loves him yeah. so much yeah nomura likes characters with uh with jet black hair that have vaguely <laughs> vampire like uh qualities to them uh nomura just wants to make uh vampire the masquerade final fantasy basically <laughs> that would be like honestly that's kind of that's the dream project i i really hope someday they do let nomura just do like a completely like belt buckled out like leathered mm -hmm. out everyone has like pale skin and like yeah, yeah like that that's that's what i want a yeah. vampire game from, full from Nomura. I mean, what isn't that Dirge of Cerberus? Should is he just going to remake Dirge of Cerberus, or are we? Or is it too much that uh, only the suggestion of Vampirehood? And you're saying no, no, no. I want uh, somehow. I, want I don't know blade. how, but somehow the idea. So yeah, uh, Nomura doing a vampire game would somehow be less weird than Dirge of Cerberus. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Like.
That's the thing. <laughs> Let's go. Welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. I'm Matt Martins. I'm here with Hunter Donaldson. Hello, I'm Hunter Donaldson, and welcome. Uh, we we are every game, yeah, every game one like at that. a time, sure. one week. Every- <laughs> yep. <laughs> except for right now, except for our hiatus that we're got we've got going on. To- well, we're not going to rank. We're not going to rank this game that we're talking yeah. about this week we uh, because this week we are talking about Alan Wake. Yep. Um, a game that came out in what 2010, 20 yeah 2010. Mm-hmm. Wow, I nailed it. Very good. Um, Came out in 2010 on uh, a bunch of platforms. I played it on Xbox 360 at the time. Uh, and then I played it again here in 2023 in preparation for Alan Wake 2. Yeah. A game I'm very excited about. And honestly, my hype for it, it could be could be my goatee. Could wow. be my goatee. Just, it's a big just year. based on how excited you already are for it. And and after all of the goatees we've already had, you're, you're calling your shot for Alan Wake 2. I think here are the games that could be goatee for me. Resident Evil 4 remake, which I've already played fully, mm-hmm. and I and I when we you know we've had some discussions of this, um, and I feel like some people out there, not naming any names, but some people feel like you can't pick a game like Resident Evil 4 remake <laughs> as your game of the year because right. it's stolen valor. Uh-huh. I disagree. Yeah, <laughs> I think that Resident Evil 4 is such a great game; it could be game well, of the year again. At least it's like you know fully remake. My my favorite one is the people who are like Metroid Prime gets to be goatee. <laughs> It's like that that is not even a, that's like yeah that's a remaster that's a remaster that's, that's just you played metroid prime for gamecube again like, exactly i don't care but you I played seen it on people Switch. say it like yeah that's my goatee it's like okay well then you didn't you're just not playing the same game you as know what else. but you know what so, this is the year for it this is the year for just like dude everybody's goatee gets to be whatever there's no there's no front there's no right answer yeah it's it's it, the year is too juicy. This is the type of year where you can make a podcast just playing games that came out in this year yep. and and do that for several years. Um, obviously, the smart money. You know, everybody's gonna. There's gonna be two answers. Yeah. There's gonna be the 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 losers gambit, which is to say that it's Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Right. Uh, you you will you'll please no one with that except for the people that must have everyone agree with them all the time. Right. Uh. And then there's the smart money answer, which would be Baldur's Gate 3, right? right. I mean, right. those are the, kind of the, those, those are, are the, the two. two narratives. What's fascinating to me is that Tears of the Kingdom, I mean, really, I do feel like all hype around that game has, like, completely nosedived. Like, I, I just, I don't feel like I see people say good things about it anymore. <laughs> I feel like that's been the consensus. So, to me, it's like a very disingenuous goatee that everyone's just too ingrained in the zelda game gets goatee every time it yeah, comes but, out but, but the you know it's everybody's everybody's a little afraid of of bucking nintendo yeah. whenever nintendo brings a, a zelda around right. i mean i don't know if i mean i remember when skyward sword came out yeah. and there were people giving that game like perfect scores basically. <laughs> wow. there were yeah there were people being like new zelda perfect score wow. love it Man. So I mean, like, I would I wouldn't be surprised at all if like the Game Awards gave game and not that the Game Awards is like a great way to measure it. Yeah. Uh, that n- that it really matters. The most important game of the year is the most important game right. uh, to you, my friend. That's that's sure. what I say. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the consensus picks are probably going to be Tears of the Kingdom or Baldur's Gate Three. I bet it'll be Baldur's Gate Three. People like to root for the little guy and the fact that that 
somebody just kind of came up with a game that captured the zeitgeist yeah. in a year where you know all of the all the big the big squads showed up with their newest offering. Right. right. Pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, been playing Armored Core Six. That game uh, rips. Yeah, I really want to uh, play that. Game, I want to play it really bad. There's so many. Ga- I, I my big issue is just like not getting new games, and so there's so many things I'm missing out on. So it, like I never get to say I have a goatee because it's like I played two games that were new this year or whatever. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'll tell you, I'm mostly hyped about Sea of Stars right now because I have been playing Chrono Trigger and I've dipped my toes into Sea of Stars. And that game is also really great. There's just too many. There's too many things that are good. There's just too many yeah. things that are good. Uh, Spider-Man 2, I'm going to play that. Oh, shoot. That's going to be right. That's going to be really good. Oh, my God. Um, they, they got Brooklyn in there. Um, so I'm going to see if they put scan my my building, which they probably didn't. They all every, absolutely did not. Every single time you brought up Spider-Man 2, you have brought this up. You are mostly hyped about this game because you might get to see your apartment. I want to be in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, you want to be... <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen is if if I'm if my building is in Spider-Man Two, I'm gonna check and see if at night you can see people watching movies in there. We watch a lot of movies in my house. So I want to see if maybe maybe they came maybe they maybe came out in front of your house for a maybe couple Insomniac days. Maybe was in the neighborhood uh-huh. and they were like, "We're gonna do we're gonna do this neighborhood right now." And yep. they they kind of noticed my place and they're like, "Oh, it seems like people watch movies in there. We should add that as a little detail, a little detail. in in Spider-Man Two. Uh, I just think that Insomniac is watching me. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, th- I think they are, and I'm excited to be in the game in, uh, in an unofficial capacity. But most importantly, you're back to get back on track. You are excited for Alan Wake Two. I've yes. seen the trailer for Alan Wake Two, and it does look just cool in general. The only Remedy game I've ever played was Max Payne for this show. Wow, how sad. I I know. I, I mean, I want I want to play more. You're like a big Remedy head, I would say. And if anything, like you are the one person I know more than anybody else that's like Remedy rules. They deserve like their name in the spotlight more. I feel like you yeah. are like a big time Remedy fan. I like Remedy Entertainment. Uh, I think they make good games. Um, I played Max Payne uh, when I was a child, and uh, I liked it because I was uh, an idiot. Um, and and now I'm an adult, and I still like Max Payne because I've come back around, and I'm an idiot again. <laughs> I, I think I do every other decade, you know? like mm-hmm. So in my teens, I was an idiot. In my 20s, I pretended to be an adult. Right. In my 30s, back to being an idiot. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited about in my 40s to be uh, kind of stuffy again. Pret- pretending um, to get your shit together because you're 40. And then 50s yeah, just I'm, being like, no, this is the way nope. that I am. <laughs> yes. And hopefully 50s onwards, you know, uh, yeah. all the way to the 150s, you know, however long I'll, sure. I'll live. I mean, I'm a health nut, yeah. you know, so uh, I'll likely live uh-huh. for a very long time. Except for when uh, the atmosphere implodes and, you know, it's just all all that, you know. Uh, actually, Matt, I don't think anyone's worried about the atmosphere imploding. I don't think that's on the list. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. Uh, on the list, but I don't think the atmosphere imploding is. Guy, is, is this a new thing you're bringing? This guy came to my house yesterday, and he was trying to sell us solar panels. He's a solar panel salesman, although he insisted mm-hmm. many times he's not a salesman. And uh, Katie's really funny with salesmen because she really like makes them feel like dipshits. Uh, that's my Aww. wife. She's she she like not not like insulting them, but just like she plays it very coy. Uh, and. She asked, like, because this guy's trying to tell us we can get solar panels for free, which is maybe true. I don't know. Uh, but Katie says, why is this happening now? Like, why are they, why, you know, why are we, why, why is this such a big deal? And the guy just goes, have you seen the news? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we're like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, Wait, hey, so yeah, you seen the news? Like, uh, you know, like the that they said the other day, they have only got enough gas. They've only got so much gas anymore. They only have so much. They like, only have so much gas anymore. <laughs> I, hey, this is a weird story because you're telling me a story where a guy offered you solar panels for free, yeah. and you're over here being like. Uh, no, also, you're an idiot. No, and we're considering it, weird... but I don't believe him that it's free. I don't believe him. I just don't believe this guy. You don't so. believe him that it's free? Yeah. It's probably free. We'll see. And that's the thing is, I bet everybody doesn't believe him, and yeah. they're getting free solar panels, and you ain't getting nothing. Right. All right? Well, we're going to try. Anyways, <laughs> that, all that to say, yeah, I don't know what, I, I, I haven't been watching the news, so I don't know what's happening with the atmosphere, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um... <laughs> So, do you want to talk about Alan Wake, or do you want to talk yeah, well, about... Yeah, because what is this episode? I've not played any of this. The point being, uh, then, you played Alan I, Wake for I me. I see what's happening. So, now I it's time happening. for you to educate me. Um, I No, I don't really have to educate oh. you, but... I, I I can talk a little bit about Alan Wake. How about that? Sure. How about I'm not... I'm not I don't have to be a teacher just because I played the game and you didn't. Uh, I feel like you know enough. You, like, you know what's funny? Is you're talking like, oh, I don't know anything about this game. You were just as hyped for this game as I was. You just didn't play it. Yeah. I remember it being in your parents' uh, computer room, hmm. pulling up one of the trailers for Alan Wake. Because Alan Wake had a long hype cycle. I don't remember um, this at all. Keep going. Oh, yeah. We, we, we watched a trailer for this game. There's this kind of, uh, it's not quite a trailer. It's more of a tech demo that shows off like a tornado just mm -hmm. like ripping through um the town that would we would later come to find is called uh bright falls mm -hmm. uh, which is like a kind of a twin peaks riff yeah um but yeah there there was a there was an early alan wake uh tech demo that i remember watching uh in your computer room That's and funny. and you were like oh this looks cool because yeah. it's like they're showing a tornado and right. it was like ripping stuff up so it's like oh this is cool technology you know the appeal to alan wake to me always seemed like that i, I think it was a game as far as my awareness of it that kind of undersold the action elements and it seemed more like an adventure game to me and that's yeah. always what i wanted to do it's like oh i would love a spooky time kind of uh just like adventure game with this guy named alan wake and uh i feel like as i've learned more about it it is actually still a remedy game and still quite action forward yeah i mean i would say so just to talk about Remedy generally a little bit, um, if if we look at the major titles that they've made, we've got Max Payne, which is obviously a bit of a it's playing with uh, some Matrix mm -hmm. ideas of uh, bullet time and jumping around. And, and it's it is very action centric mm -hmm. um, and the action is good if you are a weirdo. Um, yeah. and if you're patient with it, and then you've got Alan Wake, which is definitely more leaning towards uh, survival horror. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, is the action elements are turned down a little bit. It is definitely not a survival horror game, though, like true and true. Mm. Um, but I, it, it has those elements there in kind of a fake way, which is mm. interesting. Um, and then you have uh, Control. Uh, Control was a pretty big hit. I think a lot of people probably played Control, yeah. and Control kind of gets back to. Um, I would say kind of the best of both worlds, which is like with, there's there's a lot of story. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of thematic content. There's a lot of even like good character and good like tone. Uh, 
and and then the action still really really hits yeah. like very hard the hmm. whole the whole idea of like lots of telekinesis abilities and like yeah the the way that those encounters are really structured i was really one of the people that really really liked um control a lot i yeah. thought it let the player do a lot of really interesting stuff right and that the world of the game uh was very uh fun it feels yeah. like that's when you became a remedy person like you already liked their stuff you liked max Payne. i think you had even a, a somewhat troubled relationship with alan wake upon first right. playing or whatever but it feels like after control my vibe from you is like oh i see what they've been going for this whole time like it feels like things filled in gaps on their previous games for you after playing control a little bit. So, yeah, l like I said, I really liked Max Payne a lot. And then I was super looking forward to Alan Wake. And there was a, the, the, the hype cycle for Alan Wake went very, very deep. Mm -hmm. um, and it took a long time for that game to come out. Right. I mean, I was anticipating it in high school and it didn't come out until like the third third year of college or yeah. something like that for, yeah. for me. So so I, I felt like I had spent a long time being like, oh, Remedy's making this game, Alan Wake. Uh, and it's going to be like spooky and and... I, I feel like I didn't understand enough about what tone they were going for. Mm -hmm. And then when the game came out in 2010, I immediately got it and played it with this like, you know, oh, I'm so excited about this game. Mm -hmm. And I was thrown off a little bit. Um, I had not watched Twin Peaks. Uh, I did not have the the taste for uh, awkward kind of uh, cheesy uh, yeah. horror that uh -huh. I do now. Um, the, 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 the guy that played Alan Wake in 2010 had not watched as much like trashy Italian slasher films uh -huh. as I have now. Uh -huh. So now I have, I would say a, a more developed palette when it comes to, uh, horror, uh, fiction that has a lot of like awkward pacing or strange dialogue delivery mm -hmm. and Alan Wake absolutely has that. <laughs> and it also takes itself too seriously at times yeah um in a way that when i was you know when i was 20 when i played this originally i was like oh this is taking itself too seriously in a way that makes it seem stupid uh -huh. or like it's like <laughs> you're not winking at me so it's like are you do you understand yeah. how goofy this whole idea is and now i'm like please never wink at me yeah. you know what i mean like right. don't look at me yeah, yeah, while yeah. i'm watching the thing just do i don't want to be doing. winked at right just do it like i want to live in the thing i'm so sick of uh media that is like weird and cringy but also like kind of lampshades itself and says like hey this is self-aware and yeah. actually being kind of like meta or whatever right um and i really like that that alan wake uh does not do that so yeah you're you're totally right alan wake kind of disappointed me i did not play their next game which was called like quantum break yeah i think was what it was called it is 2016 um, yeah and then when control came out I was like, okay, let's. It's time to dip back into Remedy's thing, and yeah. it was just such a such a great experience. So, this was me going back to Alan Wake in preparation for Alan Wake Two. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, wh what do you want to know about what? Where do you where do you want this to go? So, story, I, do we I, want to talk about story? Do I, we want to talk about what is mechanically? I do. I I, I want to lead with because I I have the wiki page pulled up, and I'm trying to not. Like, I'm not reading it or whatever, but I'm using it just to have little things. Something I didn't know about it, and you're pointing out, like, this game is, like, very Twin Peaks-y, right? Um, I've also never watched all of Twin Peaks. I've seen the first episode of Twin Peaks, I think, and I've never mm -hmm. continued it and really need to, but just haven't. Uh, but I did not know that this 
game is uh literally intentionally structured like a tv show where it's like yes. it's episodes and the episodes are self-contained and like have a cliffhanger so it feels like next time on alan wake or whatever how far does how deep does that like uh dna run in 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 this game um i think so yeah so yeah you're you're right it is a episodic structure um, I really, what I really like about that is that it lets you, it, it gives you a reason to stop playing. Yeah. Um, which I think games that give you very defined, like here, quit playing moments, mm -hmm. uh, is really fun. So yeah, you, you play the game in it's in six episodes and then the DLC adds two additional, mm -hmm. um, episodes. And I would say the DLC is, uh, pretty essential, like story stuff, but we'll oh, talk later about how mechanically maybe I don't love the DLC. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you, you're playing this game where you you play as this writer named Alan Wake, who uh, has just finished like a a long uh, series of books that involve this like kind of Max Payne like character. Actually, okay. it's kind of like a fun like nod to it. It's like he's been he's been writing uh, about this like kind of noir detective type, mm -hmm. hard boiled, dark character who he has kind of killed off mm -hmm. in in the most recent uh, novel. And he has come to uh, uh, Washington, basically, um, to kind of figure out his next book that yeah. he's like kind of struggling with. He's having like uh, a, a lot of writer's block trying to right. figure out like what his next book should be about. Um, and he's kind of a hokey guy. Like he's kind of a he's he's kind of a he's kind of a jerk. He's kind of an asshole. <laughs> um, and and everyone in uh, the town of Bright Falls where he's visiting, uh, they're like very, you know, uh, they're just very simple people uh -huh. and they're very nice. And and everyone is like super impressed with him. He's like this big, like almost Stephen King type writer. Oh, interesting. Um, and and slowly Alan Wake finds that the horror story that he's been writing is coming true <laughs> and the things that he's writing are really <laughs> happening oh so um, we get very meta you you like to reference the moment in max Payne where for some reason there's an inexplicable scene where they're like aware that they're in first a, a it, computer well, game yeah. first it's like they're aware they're in like a movie and then the scene replays again and they're aware they're in a computer game or whatever it's yeah, like it does yeah. the joke twice and goes deeper with each one uh, mm -hmm. And then Alan Wake is in in theory. Let's make a game that's more about, like, actually about that, rather than having that as like a little hook that happens. Right. Yeah. Um. It it definitely has a moment where it it jumps into that like with both feet. Um. Instead of like kind of uh, using it as a one off joke. Um. I feel like the whole. I feel like a lot of the story kind of comes from that moment in Max Payne of like, what if we did have this like kind of intertextual thing uh -huh. of Alan Wake is a guy trapped in a story that he's writing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the uh, gameplay is third person action stuff where you're fighting essentially like shadow dudes. <laughs> and that's kind of it. You kind of mostly fight shadow dudes. Uh -huh. um, but the way the gameplay, the way the combat is is set up is very interesting in that each shadow dude is is invulnerable when he is uh, in shadow completely. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you shine any kind of lighting on the shadow dudes, mm -hmm. they eventually become corporeal. And now 
you can uh, shoot them with your gun. Uh-huh. Uh, and all, and also Alan Wake has a gun. He do, he <laughs> he gets guns and can do gun stuff. But remember, he is a dude in the story, so yeah. it makes sense that he would. And also, he's a guy that in the past has written a sort of Max Payne type character. Yeah. So he do, he probably does know about guns. So okay, so how? It's interesting because I think this is where the like adventure game idea of like my 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 image of this game. I feel like this is where I always take it and run with it. Like the game is still like linearly paced and you're just like going through the motions of things. You don't get to like sort of impact the story in any meaningful way. Like I'm I'm thinking about this plot and the thing that like mm. doesn't check out for me is what does it mean for Alan Wake to be like writing this story as it's happening? to him so how does that well, i mean i, I no, think this is a spoiler filled episode so i don't know how what wh- what you want to get into but yeah i'm just interested in how that like actually functions or if it's like mostly yeah. an action game with kind of a hook um yeah i, I mean i don't know how to <laughs> i wouldn't say it's either of those things okay uh so it's the way it's presented is uh you're alan wake you're in this situation uh-huh. and as uh you're going you keep finding these manuscript pages oh okay and these manuscript pages at first so what's interesting about the manuscript pages is the first time you find them you don't know what they are and what they clearly describe is stuff that is going to happen in this game Mm -hmm. later Hmm. and a lot of times they even they're straight up like giving away (laughs) like plot points for the episode that that you're playing right now Uh (laughs) um and you start to realize that these manuscript pages that you're finding are in fact the story that Alan Wake has been working on. So it's it's as the story starts, Alan Wake is not aware that he has actually written all of this. Oh. He kind of slowly realizes it from the inside. He's had some messed up memory lapse or it's like freakier yes. than that. Okay. No, no, no. It's 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 as if his uh his memory has been gotcha. taken away by some by some evil force. Okay. Uh, well, so then, uh, walk me. Let's let's keep talking plot because the I, the reason I'm curious about all this is I don't know that I'm gonna like make a bunch of time to play Alan Wake, despite I do want to. But there's a there's a better chance that I sort of just dive into Alan Wake too. So there's yeah. a certain aspect of all of this where I'm looking for kind of just the primer of like what do I need to know before I play Alan Wake too, which seems from all the press materials and everything, I, especially like we live in like a post Stranger Things world, right? So this like. The, the, I feel like there's a revitalization of a, a particular kind of horror or whatever, you know, and, and a particular mm. kind of scary thing. And I feel like Alan Wake 2 looks a lot like that kind of stuff. And it's very like psychological, but also pan-dimensional like survival horror stuff. Am I missing the mark on that? Because when I watch an Alan Wake 2 trailer, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I just see lots of crazy imagery. Yeah. Um. Well, so... For Alan Wake 2, they have two protagonists. You're going to be able to play as Alan Wake, and you're going to be able to play as um, another character. I forgot, I forgot their name. Saga um, Anderson. Yes. Okay. Saga Anderson. We're, we're really keeping... <laughs> the tone is, I feel like, very maintained here. Yeah, right. That's very close to what what's the character from Snow Crash? Hero protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, from what I understand about Alan Wake 2... Um, you'll be able to, it will probably be an episode presented in episodes again, or some uh-huh. sort of chapter format mm. and that you can choose which protagonist you want to play as with some episodes being locked in mm-hmm. to, you can only play as, as this one. The idea being that Alan Wake will explain less of what happened in Alan Wake one to the player, whereas saga, because, uh, because they don't 
that because they're just coming into Bright Falls are actually going to learn more about the world of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not even sure how much I will play as Saga since I just replayed Alan Wake 1. If their right. intention is for newer players to kind of play Saga to sort of get up to speed on past events mm-hmm. and then for uh, players that that have Alan Wake 1 fresh on the mind that they can just play as Alan Wake. I'm not really sure like how that's going to play out. Yeah. And it, to be honest, that's like maybe a system that will it, that sounds difficult to pull off, right? Yeah, it's, right. It sounds difficult to chart this story allowing you to play it from different perspectives the whole time. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'll do a lot of mixing and matching uh, too. I doubt I will just play the whole time as as just one character. Hmm. Um but yeah, so to kind of spoil, to to real quickly kind of spoil how the original game ends, or at least what you really need to know, I think, going into Alan Wake 2, is that a lot of the first game concerns Alan Wake trying to rescue uh, his wife, who once they get to Bright Falls, uh, she mysteriously, under weird circumstances, sort of just like falls into a lake okay. and is maybe drowned or dead. Huh. And... The game plays with this in a lot of different interesting ways where at times it seems like maybe Alan Wake is just like crazy and and has no understanding of of the space or that mm. or that he's experienced some sort of like hallucination or dream world. Very Silent Hilly. It it is it is kind of like American Silent Hill, but if instead of it being like it's it's a little more tongue in cheek than Silent Hill, sure. right? Silent Hill is properly yeah. Uh, distressing, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> right? And, and and sad. I, Alan Wake does not make me sad. There, I it see. is, it is, it is goofy. Okay, it's it's, it's goofy and self serious. So you need to be comfortable with both those things. Ha, okay? My wife drowned. That kind of yeah, like that kind of but, energy. <laughs> but yeah, but don't. Ex- it's not Rick and Morty. You uh-huh, know what I mean? Sure. Like they're not. They're yeah. not trying to. There is no like. Oh, haha! Isn't this all kind of ridiculous? Sure. It, it just is ridiculous, yeah. and you got to roll with it. Okay. Um. In the end, uh, to skip over basically all the details of the plot, um, Alan Wake comes up with a sort of trade where because uh, everyone is kind of stuck in the story that he's written, he rescues his wife, but at the expense of himself, where Mm -hmm. he has to stay inside the story that he has written inside this kind of, uh, I think they call it the dark place. Mm -hmm. And that's where he is uh, stuck. I mean, hmm. by, by the end of the DLC and everything, uh, what you just know for sure uh, is that he is, he, he is just, uh, he's just stuck in this kind of yeah. story world of, of darkness. So you said the DLC is like really critical to sort of bridging that gap. How does the actual base game end? Or, or the base like, game, yeah. they, they kind of end the, 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 it's kind of the same ending twice, um, oh, but okay. the DLC is explaining what's happening. Okay. Um, when, when Alan Wake, when, when you end the, the base game, you know for sure that you've, that you've saved your wife mm-hmm. and that all of your friends are okay, but that you are now lost Gone. in this, in this world, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And then the DLC explores, uh, Alan Wake being, uh, stuck inside of that world hmm. and he doesn't really so much get out, although he does begin, uh, typing a new, a new story, I mm-hmm. think is like how the, that's, that's kind of the cliffhanger element of it, of like what is going to happen with that. And I think Alan Wake too will probably, it's, it's going to start with probably the new character coming to Bright Falls and sort of finding, uh, 
out about Alan Wake. And then I wonder if Alan Wake is trying to escape finally and like that that will have some some sort of effect, some sort of negative effect on the world. Or maybe Alan Wake himself is like kind of lost it and is like sort of an anti-hero type character. I could see them going kind of a Max Payne direction Mm -hmm. with Alan Wake's character um, because he is kind of an asshole in the first game, but he's definitely like a hero. He's not like a ambiguous like he is. He is sincerely trying to sit to rescue his wife. Uh, he loves her. There is no like, right. You know, Max Payne is like a broken dude who lost literally his wife and his child. And he's not like a good guy. He's like out there kind of doing. Yeah, he's kind of doing the wrong thing. Right. He's an antihero. Mm-hmm. Interesting. OK, yeah. So, yeah, the the Wikipedia that I'm looking at even says for, for Alan Wake too, uh Alan Wake has been trapped in an alternate dimension for 13 years as he attempts to escape by writing a horror story involving an FBI agent named Saga Anderson, which to me implies that even this this other character we're playing as is like, he's he's trapped in a story and writing a story that's also becoming a story that someone yes. else is potentially getting. It found, sounds like it might fold in on itself in multiple different ways, which is yeah, even even more so than like because that is the big realization uh, to spoil another plot point from Alan Wake One. Uh, the big realization in in the original game is that another writer that came before you named thomas zane <laughs> oh, who is played by the same voice actor who plays max Payne, oh, which is like funny. a fun nice yeah. thing um had r- wrote alan wake into existence so it's just this cycle of this is where of, stories go to get trapped of and writers then to get getting out. trapped in the in the nether zone <laughs> okay. and the only way out of it is to write a new person into the real world gotcha. and have them come rescue you that rule now yeah here's what's cool about that and and i like that we've gotten to this point is that it's it's a cycle yeah, right right and and alan wake is a cycle story that doesn't break the cycle actually right. thomas zane traps alan wake in the same way that thomas zane himself was trapped right so now alan wake is in alan wake 2 presumably alan wake is trying to do that to a new right character um will he succeed yeah like, right or will will <laughs> what's something the point of doing happen? a sequel if it's just another cycle or do we get something crazier out of all I, of this I'm wondering if perhaps uh, this is a game with more than one outcome, uh-huh. though, um, because that's that's something interesting that games can do with with these kind of cyclical stories right. of like one one character has done this to another and this character is going to continue mm-hmm. on this path. It's like it's like the you know, if the Matrix was a game, right. you would have gotten to choose the outcome of whether Neo, uh, you know, destroys the machines right. or or continues the uh, the cycle of the Matrix yeah. or whatever. Well, I mean, I'm I'm hooked story wise because I just want to I want to be in this kind of environment. But uh, it is a it is a 3D action game and it's not like Max Payne was like my favorite thing in the world. So, uh, yeah, let's let's transition into talking about the uh, the combat itself and and how that sort of interacts with everything else going on in this in these weird games. (laughs) Oh, I originally I think. I think the first time I played it in 2010, the the story did not quite resonate with me because I was a little too because I was I was I was a little too self serious. Mm-hmm. You know, I had discovered cinema at this uh-huh. point, cinema. and I was con- I was convinced uh-huh. that I was a serious person uh-huh. and that I had real. I was listening to a lot of Radiohead, you know, and I was I was uh, I, I thought I was a cool guy, you know, <laughs> um, 
And then I'm not. I, I want to be clear. I'm not a cool guy. You were 25, and that's just what happens to. I to was these folks. even worse than that. I was 20. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it was. It was. Yeah. It was a worse. A worser time. Um, I feel like the story kind of hit me weird, in that I was like, "Oh, this feels like kind of we're barely." And also, this was like kind of around the same time I played Mass Effect Two. Mass Effect Two, I felt like had you know television level, yeah, uh, acting and writing. Right. Um, and was somehow sort of like unworthy. Like literally I'd played Mass Effect 2 like immediately before playing this mm. game. Um, so you're on coming the off the back of what was the huge hype of Mass Effect 2 being like, it's like a amazing season of sci-fi television and it's leading into this third act that's going to be incredible. Like the, I, I feel like we've, we went really hard on this in our Mass Effect 2 episodes, but it's like, the buzz around that game right after the release of it and everything I just mm-hmm. could not have been higher. That was yeah. like an insane was, milestone. It's true. Um, and now it's funny that Mass Effect, and now that I'm older, yeah. I much more appreciate something like Alan Wake mm-hmm. uh, than I do Mass Effect 2. Right. Um, because my idea of what is interesting, it's like there was something about the tw- the early 2010s for me where I was, you know, I think people that are older than than us didn't have to go through this to the same extent. Mm-hmm. But I was entering my 20s, and I was thinking, you know, I'd loved video games my whole life. Uh, the PlayStation 1 had had changed my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in, in the woods there playing games. And I think there was a little piece of me that was like, games are baby toys for, for weird people. Yeah. And I was like, am I a weird person? Am I going to like quit? Should I maybe quit playing games because they're stupid right. and they're childish? Um, and I think I had a lot of insecurity like that. Yeah. So something like Mass Effect 2 that was really straining for competency mm-hmm. and almost like a sense of safeness. Yeah. I felt like I somebody could see me play Mass Effect 2 and 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 there there was nothing for me to be embarrassed about. Yeah. Whereas Alan Wake is i mean it's the some of the dialogue is just not really very good yeah <laughs> um and the animations are really limited you mm-hmm. know it's like it's not it doesn't have that same level of polish mm-hmm. but the ideas right the ideas are so much more fun right and that's and that ultimately i think is what survives for me yeah. especially now now that i'm over that weird i mean it's hard to even admit like that I was that way that I was like 20. It's like, I, I should have been, I it's thinking about it now. I'm like, why, why did I care about that when I was yeah. 20? But it did feel like I wanted games to kind of like grow up yeah. in a way. And I now feel like a lot of the stuff that I was looking at as childish actually was like maybe even a little more grown up than the stuff that oh, was absolutely straining to be right. TV. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Video games don't need to be TV. Right. They're their own thing. Yeah. They don't. They, they don't have to. Oh wow! This this game is almost like a HBO tel- TV show. It's like, well, I already have HBO. Yeah. So I I right. do not need games to emulate that so closely. <laughs> I think that's a defining characteristic of like aging and and adulthood and stuff is like slowly coming to real the realization that like nothing is as important as you thought it was when you were twenty, basically. And you're like, oh, actually, I just have this whole life here, and I should just do anything that's pretty good like whatever whatever is mm-hmm. good whereas in like yeah in your 20s you're like this did not achieve its highest version of itself 
and there's right. like not a lot of recognition of just like you know wild sweeps at something an attempt at something and, and i feel like as you get older you get really into those seven out of ten video games more so you know the raw dangers of the world become like more heartfelt <laughs> to you because you're like hey they were doing this crazy thing and and it's just fun to watch them try yeah i think i it's it's more it's more interesting to watch people um, attempt something and sort of not get all the way there than yeah. it is to watch people like manage their own expectations and deliver yeah. like a like a very executable right. product basically. Right. Um, and yeah, if if Alan Wake is definitely not is definitely closer to raw danger on that spectrum uh -huh. than it is uh, to Mass Effect Two. Now, I don't want anyone thinking that I'm saying that Alan Wake is just like a dumpster fire. Uh -huh. No, it's it it is. It is, it is fairly competent. Right. It's just that it's trying to be something pretty wild, yeah. and they are just they're just having all the ideas um, at once. Yeah. Basically, um, there's even there's a Twilight Zone show that's inside <laughs> Alan Wake that you like watch sometimes. Uh -huh. It's like it's and and you know the the Remedy people have always been obsessed with shows yeah. within their their games. Right. Um, and I, that's a, it's a really cool calling card and mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what they do in Alan Wake 2 with, with that type of stuff. Yeah. Especially now that like so much more of this kind of television exists or whatever, like there's so right. many more things to call to or whatever. Uh, well, so you said like the, it sounds like the actual sort of action mechanics of this game are quite simple. It's, it's shine lights on things and shoot things. Does the like crux of whether or not that works depend on like level design or are there like iterations on the guns you're doing like how does this thing evolve over time as an action game what it has going for it if we're talking about the combat is like the the way that you fight the enemies spatially mm -hmm. can be very interesting mm. um because basically if if you have a light source that you can play with the uh, not only do the does that make it so that the enemies become corporeal and then yeah. you can like kill them? They also don't like the light. They want to stay away from it. Mm -hmm. um, so one of my favorite things about the game is that you have these flares that you can kind of press as a get out of jail free thing where mm -hmm. you will suddenly have a flare and you're holding it above your head and suddenly all of the enemies will, will try and get away from you. Mm -hmm. Now you can hold a flare in your hand and walk around with it. Um, and even try and maybe you can use that to corner an enemy up mm -hmm. against a a a corner, <laughs> corner it in a corner, huh? <laughs> um, or you can drop it on the ground and say, "All right, nobody wants to go through that space, and now I can keep going forward because they don't want to follow me." Yeah. Let's say if you have a, like a choke point or uh -huh. something, mm -hmm. uh, and you're uh, the game uses a heavy amount of checkpointing, where basically at, at every in all of the combat scenarios, you're you are in the darkness. And you are looking forward and you can see a light in the distance mm -hmm. always. And when you get to that light, you're going to checkpoint and also you're going to refill your health, et cetera. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so that so the those of you that are listening that are like, I'm kind of interested in this because I like survival horror games. There is no there is no survival horror aspect <laughs> of this game. Yeah, it, it, it is dressed up as if that is the case, I think, in some ways. And I think it can kind of confuse people. But it makes heavy use of checkpointing, so there is no, like, managing your health outside mm -hmm. of just an individual encounter. Right. Um, they give you a lot of ammunition and a lot of... Uh, you do have... So you have your ammunition for your weapons, for your pistol and your shotgun, and there's a mm -hmm. rifle. Um, 
And then you also have your flashlight. Your flashlight is obviously very important because you need to shine it on the shadow dudes to yeah. make them, you know, be to, to be killed. Yeah. Um, and you have batteries that you must use in order to, to get your flashlight. Working. You know, if you run out of uh, battery, then mm -hmm. you have to put in more. Although your flashlight does like recharge automatically. So as long as you just manage that resource well, you will not actually run out of batteries. And for a lot of the game, I had an excess of, I think you can carry like 20 batteries. And a lot of times I would have, 20 batteries oh, interesting um so, so then okay so hunter you are the kind of person who always talks about like the tension not always but you you talk a lot about the tension of a game wait what is the actual tension of this game then if it's not actually survival it's is it literally just that get through this encounter like as an action game like route the enemies get from point a to point b successfully you don't even need to kill everything you just need to get there yeah, so so sometimes, yeah, there's definitely scenarios where they're like, oh, you don't actually need to focus on killing all these enemies because we're just going to keep throwing them at you, so you need to just, like, move forward. Uh -huh. um, and in that way, it's it's very fun, actually. All the times where you have to run uh, it are some of the most exciting parts of the game. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a lot of moments where, I don't know, the game just does, it has a lot more variety than I feel like I'm making it sound. I see. There are sections where you drive around oh. uh, that are really fun. Uh, there are sections where uh, the darkness takes control of inanimate objects and will just throw objects at you until you shine <laughs> enough light on the object in order to disable it. Uh, and sometimes that extends to pretty pretty wild scenarios where you are driving and there's objects flying at you. Wow. Like it 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 does a lot with this formula, hmm. but the basic design is like what i'm describing wow. it's it's you have a gun you are you are fighting the darkness dudes um but yeah i i definitely don't want to make it sound boring there's there's this thing that remedy does really well which is like they will not have a lot of enemy types yeah but the way they utilize them in the space with the level design right is always always kind of keeps things fresh like control was really really good about that where they did not have many enemy types at all but they made use of them in the right ways they set the it's like that halo one thing yes. we talked about a long time ago right of how are the enemies placed in the environment yeah it's, a, it's all encounter and level design not system design right like there's there's yeah. a couple guns there's a couple types of enemies yeah yeah, but yeah how we organize them controls everything about how the game is actually played or whatever um yeah i mean i think that is like actually pretty fascinating uh i i it makes me feel like i do just actually need to play alan wake one but maybe alan wake two is well, enough of the now. same is that yeah it's it's too late and no, also it all. will be more fun for the show if i play it if i go into it with all this alan wake one knowledge and you go into it without that is fun because we'll have different perspectives yeah that's interesting i mean i'll, I'll have known the plot now but i i don't really I was probably going to look up the plot no matter what. That's the, just yeah. the, that's the way I engage with this kind of media or whatever. But yeah, I yeah, I'll be the I'll be the I guess the saga player and you're the Alan Wake player in our in our yeah. two run-throughs and we'll just see where we end up on the other side basically. Yeah. I'm curious as to like I I just wonder it's it's hard to like we're we're not going to rank this because mm -hmm. this is kind of just like an extra episode we're doing for fun. Yeah. Um I hope those of you that are interested in Alan Wake 2 that this was like somehow useful for you. I'm not really sure it was. Um, but I'm wondering, like, I kind of just want to open the list and kind of talk about where I would, yeah, where where I would you think would put about it? putting it. Yeah. Sure. Um, or maybe your own list, uh, just on your list. I mean, we're, we're I stopped we're... keeping my own list. Oh, that's I right. decided my, my list was not uh, very helpful uh, to our conversations <laughs> here because I felt like you just it was getting too mathy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but I definitely like Alan Wake more than Max Payne. Okay. I don't like it more than Control, which we haven't we haven't ranked. But just for you, Remedy heads out there, I do think Control is their best game yeah. that they've that they've made. Thus Have you far. still not played Quantum Break at all? No. Yeah, I um, I, I I thought it was like a a you know ugly stepchild but it sounds like no it was still also just very <laughs> sounds like a lot of people really love that game it's just kind of gets yeah. maybe forget forgotten about a little bit more because it had recency bias i guess well quantum break um is is kind of an experiment honestly we're all about to play quantum break if you're going to play alan wake right. 2 you're about to play quantum break because the yeah. whole thing with quantum break was it was episode episodic structure again with multiple protagonists it was supposed so, to be an alan wake game and yes. then microsoft was like we need a new ip so give us a new yeah. IP. And then I was looking at the way it was a it was a knockout success for a fresh new IP. Like it was yeah. one of the highest grossing new IPs ever, like until Sea of Thieves came out or whatever. It, it was yeah. like a massive, a massive release. Anyways. OK, so in, in theory, if if we were ranking this, which we're not and we wouldn't. But if we right. were, you're saying definitely above Max Payne. But that's really low. I mean, Max right. Payne is six. Oh, hey, 69. Nice. Uh. How how high? I mean, what what are some of the staples that are higher up that you absolutely know it would never go above? I mean, I think I could probably be happy putting it in the 30s. Yeah, um, I think that's about as high as I would argue it. Um, right. right now, we just did uh, Shadow of the Colossus, which we put as number 39. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that I would probably be down to even sort of have a bias towards it and put it above like centipede yeah which would make it the new number 35 so it would be above centipede below bongayo yeah. that's just if we ranked it this is not a ranking we're not doing that saying, <laughs> we're not doing that but I, I i also just wonder i wonder how much you would have connected with this game yeah i feel like you're not the schlockiest guy no, in not. the world so I feel like schlock wouldn't hit as hard for Definitely. you. Definitely. Oh. Well, and especially, I mean, I'm more, I'm not maybe so self-serious as you're talking about you were in 2010, but I do lack the like reference points for this kind of genre. Mm -hmm. thing. I don't like horror pretty much at all. I haven't seen Twin Peaks. I haven't, I don't, I have not watched a single Italian slasher film. So it's like, there's yeah. a lot of things <laughs> I'm missing that yeah. are, are, well, actually I did watch, I, I do own and have watched a, uh, God, what is that one movie called? Now I'm, I'm getting distracted. The one where the guy uh, discovers a time machine. It's an Italian slasher flick. He, time Crimes. I've seen Time Crimes. Time Crimes. That yeah. movie rules. Anyways. Yeah, I've not seen that, but that's cool. Um, I'll just stick at, stick it out to do Alan Wake 2. I also need to play Control at some point. I don't really have any intent to play the, mass, or the, the Max Payne sequels or anything. Yeah. But I've heard so much about Control. Uh, that I know I need to I need to check that out, but that those are all getting added to the just the very long laundry list of things. I I mean I your backlog at this point is so stupid. deep that it's like I mean yeah you should just start saying there's stuff you're not gonna play yeah, like you life. should just be like uh, yeah like I don't even think like to be honest I think that you should give Alan Wake two a shot and it should be all or nothing like yeah. if you like it then cool you should play Control someday um, if you don't. Just ignore remedy. Right. Like Remedy's you don't, you don't need. To, yeah, it, it, it just might not be for you. Because yeah. honestly, the type of fiction that they're really into, I'm not sure is stuff I've ever really heard you connect with. Like, right. like control also has a healthy dose of the X Files in it. Right. Never um, watched X Files. Yeah. See, that's, that's <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm wondering if this is if they are just like kind of coming from a direction that is like 
kind of not your vibe. But, you know, you got to play Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Everybody's got to play Alan Wake 2. If you're listening to the show, you got to play assignment. it. That's just, that's what I'm telling you, yeah. is that you got to play it. Um, I, and this is me just trying to get you to do that. Just to do that. I want to take a few minutes at the end here, then, uh, to just talk about a lot of people. I asked recently uh, for people to tell me about Armored Core 6. And uh-huh. a lot of people have been doing that. And I I, I got it. I still have not like gotten to play it yet. But everything everybody has said to me and everything I've listened to on like other podcasts about it, I'm like, I really want to try it. But Hunter, now you have played, I don't know how much, but some of it. I played like five hours. Can you sell me on on Armored Core? And, and you know, sometimes you th- you you perhaps think you know me and I want to know Hunter's take on whether or not I should actually give it a solid go. I don't think you would like it yeah and here's why yeah tell me why it's it's a 3d action game yeah that oh darn (laughs) yeah and i don't think you really like those that much that's such a it's it's so hard to like firmly come to that decision point you know what i mean Mm. it's it's like i have the same relationship with mushrooms where i've tried i try mushrooms once every year and i'm like i don't really like mushrooms and then a year goes by i'm like why would i not like mushrooms are such a huge part of cooking Uh, surely this year i'll come around to mushrooms or whatever and i like i feel like 3d action games it's too broad of a categorization to say like i'm gonna stop playing 3d action games because i don't like them but I feel like it's like you're saying where I just need to stop playing remedy games. I feel like that's going to become more. There's more and more games I'm going to stop playing and they're all going to share exactly that quality of just like, yeah, it's just Mm -hmm. that you don't like 3D action, period. Yeah, I I mean, it's not like like Armored Core 6 is not a hard game, Mm -hmm. but it is only a 3D action game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there really isn't a lot. I mean, yeah, you well, can customize your mech. That's and my like, question. Or whatever. The, the things I've seen, because that would be my, my goal with it, right, is the notion that it's a puzzle to solve with each one. It is, and it's straight up and down oh, a puzzle no, to solve. But yeah, <laughs> what, I've, what I've heard online is there's like a couple particular builds people use, and it's like, yeah, you can beat 85% of the game with just tank treads double rocket launchers or whatever it is uh there's there's just some broken build that you get early access to and and can just start wiping the floor with most bosses the game is just trying to be fun yeah also the the mech customization system is more about enabling you to have fun with your builds yeah but it is not like a all right now i've put my strategy hat I'm, i mean i'm only five hours in so sure. i don't want to i don't want to like make it sound like oh like this doesn't have any potential go anywhere yeah it's 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 fine like i've had fun with it i mean there's a lot of things i like about armored core 6 like one of the main things being i love a game that has four attack buttons and they're all on the shoulders like (laughs) l1 l2 r1 r2 those are your attacks and it's it feels it just feels crazy. Yeah. It feels like you're driving a mech. Like it, that's that's a great con- control scheme for yeah. specifically that vibe. Hmm. Um, I love how fast the action is. I just I like uh, blowing stuff up. Uh-huh. Uh, I I love uh, just you know like I love that feeling of like skating around. It's this is like these are like ballerina robots, <laughs> uh, and or at least that's how I've played it. I yeah. haven't gone the like big chunky. Mm-hmm. Uh, route yet maybe i will mm-hmm. um i like being kind of kind of light and fast that's 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 what i want i like the speed yeah. um but it's yeah it's very fun uh th- some of the bigger encounters are like really impressive as far as their scale is concerned mm-hmm. um but i do not i'm curious 
I'm curious as to why you have thought that you would like it, because it's kind of puzzling to me. This has a lot of elements that are not, I would say, con connected to things that you've liked in the past. I think the, like, main, the main point is that that menuing coming up with a build, like I do like that kind of stuff, generally speaking. Like I, I like the sort of slow, pensive nature of like prepping for a thing. Like what I always wish when I bounce off of like a JRPG or something is is like a, a sort of mismatch of my expectations, which is to say, I don't really like just kind of butting my head up against a boss, which I know this would in entail that. But what I, I what I always wish for in a JRPG is a JRPG that like leaves me a bunch of hints about the upcoming boss so that then when just before I get to that boss, I can like prep for it. A good example of this, honestly, is like Pokemon, right? In Pokemon, mm. you know the the type of gym, right? You know what this right. gym is going to be, which means you spend that whole area being like, well, I need to get these Pokemon boosted up because they're actually going to carry the fight for this gym. And then that's right. like then you do the gym battle and you you know you you get through everything that way and i think that's like a really rewarding thing so to me the idea that i would like do a mission and yes it would entail actually bouncing off of the like just failing the mission a few times to to then change the build but that's something i was doing a lot in hollow knight like hollow knight maybe opened that up to me a little bit of like well let's move the charms around and see how to attack this problem in a different way and every time it made the game easier it was never like that game was never actually just a it's really hard you gotta you gotta be good and fast and good at it like i i would hope for that from armored core that's because that's like the problem with dark souls is at certain levels you need to just get good at it you need to learn the timings of the uh, uh attacks that are going into but like the trick with elden ring supposedly is well you can find stuff out there to solve puzzles of bosses and I, it, the, the sound to me is that Armored Core 6 puts that even more like right in front of you. Where it's like, here's a ton of ways to customize your mech. You can swap them out like in every single mission. Like before every mission, you can, you can completely modify your build or whatever. And mm. then do what you want to do against that boss or whatever. And that, that part sounds appealing to me. So no, the actual like getting good at the action game doesn't, isn't the kind of thing that appeals to me. It's the getting good at the prepping to make the action game simplified or whatever that that sounds like it would appeal to me yeah i mean maybe if you really care a lot about interacting with that part of the game it might maybe there's more to that than i thought but i i you can also sort of i mean you really don't have to think that much yeah. about that, that might part. be the problem yeah yeah and also i feel like for so little of the game to be that and for you to focus so much on that aspect, I'm like, eh, this right. doesn't. This that's doesn't really maybe like. that's the issue is I don't know how much that planning bit is actually the game. And in my head, it would be a lot of the game. And it sounds like it's just not. It just isn't like it's game. like it's yeah. no, it's like you're just like uh, I want you'll be like, oh, dude, I like these lock on rockets. I should uh -huh. get like another one of those. I'm going to put one of those on the other uh -huh. shoulder. <laughs> That's it. And that's it. Like, and you're it's like, gummy but what about the, but yeah. then the strategy of it? And right. you can really kind of plan like, oh, I got to no. like, no, it's not. No, that's you're you're talking about something. Yeah. Like a, a level of magnitude yeah. more complex than what Armored Core well, that's, is. Which that's is the just game a, I a want to game. find, though. I want to find the game that is like very tactical in that kind of way, but not twitchy. You know, I that, we're playing Starcraft right now. And Starcraft is obviously like an incredibly tactical 
game but it's also mm-hmm. so fast i can't <laughs> i don't do it well like i i yeah i fail at that game so much because it's just so stinking fast uh, well how does that make you feel when you fail at that game horrible uh about oh. the worst uh feeling i ever get in video games is what i've always gotten from starcraft from uh, starcraft yeah, that's that's one of the worst feelings that you get the, the most starcraft? the most negativity i've ever felt was back when i was trying to play starcraft 2 uh more like intensely like i was like i want to mm-hmm. like try to get good at starcraft 2 that was the like year i went i have to stop caring about video games like i can't play competitive games anymore actually that was like when right. i that's when i walked away from multiplayer games with starcraft 2 so yeah twitchy stuff uh it it ramps up the chemicals in my body and in my brain and then mm-hmm. i start i start riding a high uh, and not a good high, but just like a, oh, the endorphins, holy God. And then if the end of that is failure, mm-hmm. it's very bad emotions. It's extremely bad emotions. That's the way I would. We'll talk about this a lot when we get to it, the actual StarCraft episodes. This will be yeah. a, a defining characteristic of one conversation we have. But yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not about, oh, I just don't like losing. It's I don't like losing when I've been jacked up on <laughs> on fast times or whatever, right? I can lose at a puzzle all day, but the second you're like, be extremely fast and, and react quickly, and then I lose at that, something, it's just, it's not, I'm not chemically built for that. Yeah, well, we need to take you down to the lab, and we need to take out some of your parts, uh-huh. and put in different parts <laughs> that do different stuff. Yeah, give me rocket I think launchers. That's how we do give it. me a lock-on rocket launcher, and I'll be okay. That's what we need to do. We need we need to ar- pull up our armored core menu, and we need to be like, we need to take out all this uh, this this stuff and put in rocket launchers. I don't I, I don't know why you launch. thought that this anxiety component would like do you any you know work in the take field. Out take the, out the anxiety component and just put in the lock-on rocket launchers. unit. We need to get rid of that and more lock-on rocket launchers and a laser sword. <laughs> Love the laser sword. I gotta tell you, it's very hard to get away from the laser sword and armored core. I'm noticing a lot of the broken builds are not really interested in the laser sword uh-huh. i gotta tell you it's probably gonna be part of my build the whole time i don't really care <laughs> listen I, I i don't have to use the laser sword but i do have to have the You're laser right. sword you it know? is a gundam game it has to yeah. be a gundam game uh-huh I'm, I'm a ballerina gundam is kind of my vibe when it comes to armored core six uh also see this matt the other thing about armored core is like there there is there is no there's no there's no other stuff in armored core yeah armored core is just mechs fighting there's not like the story i mean that's fine with me honestly that is fine with me i'm i don't i don't need i don't need a mech story and no point in my life have i ever needed a a mech story (laughs) i just mean that that it's 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 a tough game to recommend to people that are not already into that type of thing sure because it's like dude armored core is that's it that's all it is it's, it's literally its just that. thing yeah for sure it's deeply just that yeah so it's like unless you seem like someone that is already into big robot action yeah i would say that armored core 6 is not going it's, armored core 6 is nothing besides big robot yeah, action for sure. so either you're already into that uh or yeah i mean i don't know play uh 
Metal Wolf Chaos. Yeah, that's I do want to do that. That was originally going to be like in our first like 25 episodes. We were supposed to do Metal Wolf Chaos and then we sort of steered away from it. We should have done it. That was good. The best joke was the week Elden Ring came out, we were going to do an episode about Metal Wolf Chaos, the old From Software game. And that would have ruled. And I'm really sad we didn't do that. That would have ruled. (laughs) We should have done that. Um, I'm not not sure I remember why we didn't do that, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, We'll we'll play Metal Wolf Chaos uh, someday. uh, And I'll. You know, who knows? Armored Core 6 might be my goatee. I don't know. If if I end up having as much fun with it as I'm having now yeah. or the entire experience, it will definitely be in the top the top three for yeah. this year. Are you going to so. play Baldur's Gate 3 before the end of the year? We're, we were talking Absolutely. about trying to... We're going to do Absolutely. a... We want to do a co-op run. We just all got to... We're, we're literally waiting for it to come out on Xbox. And then, in theory, if it comes out on Xbox and it's cross-play with everything, you, me, Sun, and EJ are going to do a four-player co-op run of Baldur's Gate 3. That yeah, I really here, want to let, check that out. This is kind of appropriate. Here's here's my list. Here's what I got for. I'm probably not going to play any more Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Right. Sorry to all the people that really like that. I put 30 hours into it. It did not resonate with me. Yeah. Maybe someday I'll give it another shot. But also, it's like it's a Zelda game. I yeah. can, you know, I I don't have to. I don't have to sit and play. I've spent my whole life playing Zelda games. Yeah. I do not have to like like grit my teeth through any of them yeah. at this point right. there's not some sort of like it's like i know what the game is about and right. i do not feel like it had any surprises left for me mm-hmm. you know everyone loves the the underground stuff that did, i did not like that mm-hmm. i did not care yeah um so i'm i am kind of done with that one but the games that are kind of coming into my considered for goaty thing um i would like to finish the dead space remake yeah, I would uh, got to play Baldur's Gate three. I'm going to finish Armored Core six. I'm going to play Spider-Man two. I'm going to play Alan Wake two. Uh, I'm I am probably not. I'm going to be honest. I'm probably not going to play Sea of Stars. Yeah, I um, am. I, I'm going to play. I'm going to I'm going to finish my, my end of year is very simple. I want to finish Chrono Trigger and Sea of Stars. Anything else is icing. But those two games I want to finish before the end of the year. I am just not altogether as excited about really throwback indie games sure like it's tough for a throwback to to click with me mm. because i'll be like well like like if if i was gonna play uh, an indie game that what's that you always use this term an indie darling an indie, an indie darling. darling that came out this year yeah. uh i would probably play dave the diver yeah um because that just looked like I, i'm more attracted to the indie games that that look like I don't even know what this is, what this is in reference to. But the throwback games, I, I get a little tired of them. Sure. There's a lot of them. And every time one comes out, it's like it, it, there is this effect of like a throwback game will come out and be like, yeah, it's so dumb that the people that made these old games don't make new stuff like this. <laughs> and instead, all the people that grew up on those games have to make like the new game yeah. that's like that, you know. But I don't know. It's 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 a trick that I feel like I've seen pulled so many times that i i don't sure. know i just kind of recognize it and i'll my hype for it it's hard to build up sure about it i do think sea of stars personally is a bit more than that like it it's obviously throwbacky but it's such a combination of so many ideas that never got put together before that that's what's appealing about it to me is it's like god it's it's a lot of game in there basically i played the demo and even in just that demo like it was a solid vertical slice and it was like mm. nonstop. Like there's always something going on in that game that was very right. enticing. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not talking smack on sure. it. I thought the messenger was really cool. So yeah. it's like I'm, I'm definitely. I think their their style of pixel art, yeah, um, is generally just like very, very good pixel art. Yeah. Um, it's got uh, Yasunori Mitsuda 
uh, doing the music for it. And uh, Chrono Cross is one of my favorite video game soundtracks of all time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot there's a lot to like about it, but it's, it's also it's a big year. Exactly. That's the thing stuff. is, it's not the top of your list in a year where there's like twenty things to play. <laughs> yeah, there's like so many things. There's so many things to play that feel like either brand spanking new or just calling back to some of my favorite stuff like resident evil 4 yeah. remake like that's that was like such a big game for me yeah. i mean honestly that could end up just being my goatee just because sure. it's like i don't know how you how you top that basically oh pikmin um, 4 i want to play pikmin 4 pikmin 4 that's another game that is like yes that is a sequel to pikmin but man what a fresh looking yeah. game yeah. like looks Absolutely. looks fresh as heck yeah um so yeah that that one is if there's a nintendo game i'm playing this year it's either gonna be pikmin 4 or super mario wonder yeah. Um, and honestly, I'm pretty attracted to both. I might yeah. be able to make time for both before the end of the year. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll, we probably won't do a goatee episode until like early next year. Yeah. That's the cool way to do it. Right. Right. Um, but I'm hoping I'm hoping to feel not like a completist on this year, but like that. I played a lot of the stuff that was yeah. uh, really notable. Well, and uh, obviously, this is just a hype episode for Alan Wake 2. Maybe sure. we'll do another one of these for Spider-Man 2. I'm excited. I'm excited cool. to talk yeah. about Spider-Man. It's another series um, I've never played. Any of the yeah. Spider-Man games. Never played Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 2. Uh, the one that was wow. super important. I know, man. Wasn't, just didn't have you gotta any try, of this You stuff. gotta think about playing some games, you know? It's yeah. crazy that you got this game podcast yeah. that you're just kind of over here, like, not really, you know. I, I read books about video games now. That's my new thing. It's just I, just, cool. I just read the books about the video games. I don't have to play any of them. I just... <laughs> you just borrow somebody else's ideas, repeat those. <laughs> Which you can look forward to in an upcoming episode of OGA <laughs> coming yeah. soon is just games re booking dads with me and EJ. I think that's next week's episode even. Yeah, yeah, that is coming up. So get yeah, get ready to read. You know, if you want to go ahead and read, uh, what is it called? Oh Press sure, reset? Re read Press Reset by Jason Schreier and Blood Sweat and Pixels by Jason Schreier. I recommend the inverse of what I just said. Read Blood Sweat and Pixels first. It's his first book. And then press reset and EJ and I are talking about that next week. But I won't spoil any of that discussion. We'll, we will do that next week. So anyways, that's it. This is the end of the episode, I think. I think we've done it. We, uh, we, I, I, I'm primed for Alan Wake 2. I'm ready to enter my Stephen King arc of my life. Uh, mm -hmm. And it starts with Alan Wake 2. Not with Stephen yeah. King. <laughs> yeah. Stay away from Stephen King and instead just read, just read Alan Wake. He's great. <laughs> Love this Alan Wake guy. He's very, very, very good writer. Um, Stephen King. Oh, that guy sucks. Okay. Uh, it is what? Like how many pages long? It's like 10 million right. pages long. Did I ever tell you about that time that Shelton uh, came over yes. to my parents' house? Yes. I was at my parents' house yes. and Shelton came over to my to my house and he was like, uh, I just read it. I just read the whole thing. And I was like, okay. And then we just went and sat on my parents' porch in the dark with no light. And, and it was it was the middle of the night. And I was like, tell me every single thing that happened in <laughs> it. And then, and then Shelton just like, and he did like voices and it was like, it was like oral tradition type, yeah. like back, back in the day oh, and just telling me the story of it. So I know everything. I know everything about it, including that thing, which is <laughs> not cool, by the way, Stephen King, that was, that was just kind of a weird thing to put there. Shouldn't have done that. Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac.